0: Chad? Hey, hey, Jason. You there? Yeah, we're on a video conference. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: all right. You ready for this one, Jason? So ready. Okay. Today, we're going to send a handwritten letter to our customers on their anniversaries or birthdays. I'm Jason. I'm Chad.
0: Sometimes the old ways are just the best, except for when the new ways are better. Today, we're talking about a new way to do an old thing an automated way to warm the hearts of corporate partners and grandparents alike with the cold hand of a robotic calligraphy. Let's spill some ink on today's Automation Town.
1: Does that kind of work with the statement?
0: Yeah, no, that will be great. So before we get too far into this, can this sort of thing support mailing house keys, for example? No, unfortunately you can't
1: send house keys, but thank you for asking and embarrassing me. I appreciate it. If you're not sure what Jason's talking about, you can go back to the last episode where we talked about mailing keys and bird picks. Thanks, Jason.
0: Okay. So handwritten letters, but you're not writing them with your hands. You're employing someone else's hands to write them. Presumably. Is this something that you actually like, do you use this? Is this the thing you do right now? No. So
1: we don't use it right now. I think there's a bit of a stigma to it around, using a robot and a pen and choosing from 150 different handwriting styles, it has the ability to come off as a bit impersonal. So I'm trying to think of a way to make it more personal by allowing the people that are creating the card to write the text instead of it being the same text for everybody that's on a one-year anniversary or a three-year anniversary or a five-year anniversary or a birthday.
0: So I get these from State Farm and it's supposed to look handwritten and I don't believe them and it's annoying to me. But is it annoying to me because I know that Steve Johnson, state farm agent, sent the exact same message to a thousand people? Or is it annoying to me because it was written by a robot? So you're thinking more down the like, make it something specific. That's like very obviously only applies to them kind of path.
1: Yeah. And I, I think you can kind of own the fact that This might be a robot thing, but it's still nicer than getting an email sometime. I struggled with this one a little bit because it has a bit of that janky feeling of "Mm," coming across as a little fake, a little bit disingenuous, but I was really curious how this works. so I built up an automation based on that CRM data, got it to work, and wanted to show you. But before we do that, How would you build something like
0: this? Well, I've got a pile of robot parts in my garage, and this is finally the sort of thing I could use all of those for. I assume there's a third-party service that will do this for me, Mm -hmm. and it's not BYO Robot. So I guess the starting point, though, what's the trigger? The trigger's got to be some sort of event. Mm -hmm. And so maybe I'm storing those special events, birthdays, anniversaries, whatever they are, in some sort of database. A very basic version of that would be literally the trigger just being a recurrence to happen every April 12th or something like that. But then you literally need an entirely separate scenario for every one of those things. So given that I know your leanings, I'm going to say an Airtable base with some sort of database of what are all the things we want to track. You probably need to know... Who would it go to? What person do I ask if I want to do that thing? So there's got to be some sort of data set there to manage all that information, sort of thing that maybe runs once a day and sees, did anything hit on this day? And then reach out to whoever the approver is going to be to say, is this the thing we're going to do to capture the message? But then wouldn't that be an entirely second scenario? If they give the message back and then it goes to this third-party service that says, we're going to mail the thing. You are right. You got me curious on this one. Is it two different ones? Ooh, now you got me counting
1: scenarios. It is three scenarios in total.
0: Chad Davis, you're telling me you brought three scenarios to what I'm pretty sure will be the second episode of this podcast.
1: Three scenarios that might've taken an hour to build. Oh, geez. But yeah.
0: Three. Okay, so you've got a data store to track all this stuff somehow. You've got an approval workflow to say, do I want to send this thing and what's the message? And then last, you get the message and the approval and hand it off to some sort of service to send your robot letters.
1: Bang on. A couple things in between there to be able to make it a little bit more UI friendly. But yeah, that's generally it. I had no idea these, you kind of see them online on like Medium articles, of calling people out so i was really curious i came at this from a lens of what does this look like in this year where's the tech come in the last few years and i was surprised and the only reason i kept going with this one was because the letters are handwritten with the robot so it's you know picture this pen that sits on a printing machine and this company has 175 of these printers running all the time and this endless pen, probably some super space, NASA thing just keeps running what? where you can pick different handwriting
0: styles. This isn't a print of handwriting. This is literally a robot writing with a ballpoint pen.
1: Yes. It's legit. Bring up handwritten.com hand W R Y T T E N. Oh I Just hate that. Once you bring that up, you'll be able to see examples of the letters and then the front, the back what it looks like, that kind of stuff.
0: Wow. We'll put a link in the show notes because not a chance you're going to spell (laughs) it right on your first try. Nope. W-R-Y-T-T-E-N.
1: At least they got the dot com. Good for them.
0: Where can I see the robots, Chad? (laughs) Let's just cut right to what we all want to see here. How do I see the robots? I don't know. Let's YouTube it. Handwritten videos. All right, there we go.
1: Handwritten robot in action on YouTube from Handwritten LLC, and they've been around for a while. Look at that, this one, this first one was out in 2016. Here's a video from 2019, which looks like the same pen, which confirms the NASA super space pen that writes forever. There's 2020 videos, 2022 videos, so featured on the news.
0: I'm glad that we're now watching YouTube videos together on a podcast, but <laughs> what we're looking at is exactly what you would think. It is a robot holding a pen Riding on a card. There's little like wheels on top of the card, I imagine, to like shoot the card itself down the little assembly line. You got it. But it's not even especially fast. No. I'm pretty sure I can ride faster than that.
1: I think that's why they need 175 of them. Yeah. Yeah. But when you see this in action, you can go from notification to card creation to positive response back to the user in under 10, 20 seconds, depending on how fast you can write it. It's pretty cool.
0: Positive response, meaning we got your order or your card's ready to go. I'll walk you through it. Okay. Chad, can we talk about managing business spending right now? This seems like a good time. So the other day, I turn up at the bank and say, hey, can I just get a few cards for my team members so I don't have to be the guy buying everything, don't have to give out my card, you know, just basic business owner stuff. Right. And they said, how much time do you have? Okay. I said, I'm a very busy person. And it was at that time that you called me and said, Jason, stop this madness. There is a better way.
1: There's float. Float? Float is business spending as it should be.
0: When you say as it should be,
1: Apply online in five minutes. Manage limits for all your different team members, physical and virtual cards. Wow. No personal guarantees for the owners. Get away from employee expense reports. Also, 1% cash back. It even connects nicely with accounting systems. Get all the goods back to where you need them to be. As you know, Jason, I'm extremely Canadian. (laughs)
0: Extremely Canadian.
1: I'm extremely Canadian. Float has built a great solution for us Canadians, but not just us Canadians, also those US companies doing operations in Canada.
0: So I'm still on five minutes to apply online, so in less than the time it took me to ride my bike down to the bank, I can apply for Float?
1: That's right.
0: And I'm paying how much?
1: Free. Forever. Are you hecking me? Head over to floatcard.com and learn how to take the pain out of managing your business spending. We even have a special offer for our listeners. Use code AutomationTown and get five hundred dollars cash back on your first five thousand
0: dollars in spend. Can you hear any music through my mic right now? No. Are you playing music? No, they're playing some kids' music upstairs. It's not super loud, but you No, know, I can't tell at
1: all. Okay. All right, Jason, let's uh, go through this in a little bit of detail and let me know what you think. Okay. The idea is that we have a Slack channel called Client Anniversaries. Anytime a client anniversary happens, which is triggered all in Airtable, it gets posted into Slack. Within Slack, you can choose using some Slack buttons, which are pretty cool, whether or not you want to send a card or you want to decline sending a card.
0: Is this a shared channel or does it go directly to specific people or?
1: Whatever you want. It could be just to the team leads, it could be to the HR, it could be to everyone. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here. Wherever you need it to be. Hmm. Once you decide if you want to send one or not, uh, you click the button, form comes up. It's all pre-filled with data from your database. You enter in your card text. Hi, it's been awesome working with you the last year really appreciated it when looking forward to
0: see you at the hot tip conference next year yeah that's right we'll mail
1: you a bird later (laughs) and once you do that you pick your name from the team so that we know where this is coming from that is all linked to information like first name last name all the stuff that you'd want to put on a card and then it's done right back in slack you get the confirmation order id card number, the mailing date, all within three seconds of pressing that button that you want the form to be sent.
0: So thinking through what each of those different scenarios are doing, the first scenario is triggering, hey, there's an anniversary and posting a message to Slack, right? Mm -hmm. The second one presumably is handling the response, so the form submission inside of Slack. That's right. And then there's a third one, right?
1: Yeah. The third one is the decline. So we didn't talk about if we don't want to send a card or not. Oh, This one's kind of fun. Yeah. If you press the button that you don't want to send it, it pre-fills a new Airtable form with all the new hidden parameter functions that Airtable has now. And it has essentially two fields. One is, why do you not want to send a card? And what's your name? And then what happens when that one is submitted, it'll come back into Slack and it'll say something like, Jason has declined to send you know XYZ company a card because they were mean to them back in April. And then whoever is in the channel gets to see that. That's the third scenario.
0: Okay, so when they deny it publicly shames them to a degree mm-hmm. and shares out everybody else. okay,
1: at least they know that's been dealt with, right? Yeah. so to do all of this, I built it in Integramat, okay. So it uses Slack, Integromat, and Airtable and handwritten. Four tools, all within those three scenarios. When you mentioned earlier that you would run this on some sort of schedule, what I've found to be a little more instant is using scripts inside of Airtable that send a webhook into someplace else, like Map. Okay. So right now, there's an automation sitting in Airtable that says, if someone comes up on their one-year anniversary, maybe two or three weeks before that date, send a webhook through the Airtable automation into Integromat, and then, like you said, just send the record ID. Then there's a really cool function that I think a lot of people should use, which is just getting an Airtable record so much easier than sending all the data in the webhook. Mm-hmm. And then you've got everything. So you pull up that. And once you have it, you have enough information to be able to fill out the card because it's all coming from the form that's being submitted. Then it updates the record back in Airtable with all the details and then sends a message over to Slack, including the sent card details, the mailing date, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like your own database of sent cards.
0: Yeah, and you can even do things different conditionally based on which anniversary it is, right? Mm-hmm. You got that automation for the 25th anniversary Rolex versus... That first anniversary, you know, maybe you do something, maybe you don't. But conditionally, you could do different things year over year. That's
1: right. I didn't want to glaze over that step a little bit about sending the webhook because it's a really powerful function to not have to use up a whole bunch of zaps or a whole bunch of Integramat operations that allows you to do things instantly. So it's essentially a script that's three lines long that just sends data, the record ID, right over to the URL of the webhook in Integramat.
0: Because the alternative is either Zapier or Integramat is sitting there and on some sort of recurring basis asking Airtable over, over and over and over and over and over again, is there a new? anniversary and that's impacting probably your billing and it's just kind of an inefficient way of handling it. What you're saying is instead on the airtable side, and this is the beauty of webhooks, is it's it only fires when it happens. That's right. On the air table side, you've got a script that only when something enters a view, presumably, of like it's you know your one year anniversary is a couple weeks down the road. Then it fires a webhook so that Zapier or Make doesn't have to be sitting there asking Airtable all day long.
1: 100%. It's a really efficient, user-friendly way to send data between tools. And there's lots of scripts that allow you to do that from Airtable. There's lots of YouTube videos. Pick your poison, which one you want to use. But they're, they're all readily available and free in the forums for Airtable. One of the all, the funny things too, not funny, but but interesting things about handwritten is like you can send absolutely any piece of information. So you've got the first name, the last name, the, you know, the company address, the recipient's information. But it's really interesting when you get down because you can select the cards and they have over 100 cards that you can choose
0: from. Like the design of what's on the front of the card, you mean?
1: That's right. You can get fancy and have that data presented to the person filling out the form, which card would you like? Which handwriting style would you like? And then you could pass that in through the Integromat scenario. Where's here. Then the message gets there. You can also choose which credit card wants to be charged for it. Oh, wow. So if you have different departments using different credit cards and different budgets, you can do that. And also they allow for custom inserts. So if you have something you want to send everybody, you can mail it to them, you know, Amazon FBA style, and they'll Insert things in as long as they fit in the card, or you can give gift cards. Wow. And the gift cards that are available right now are with Starbucks, Bed Bath & Beyond, Cabela's, Amazon, Home Depot, Bass Pro Shops, Cheesecake Factory, cheesecake Applebee's. Factory. I'm sending you an Applebee's
0: card. No, yeah, do the Cheesecake Factory.
1: <laughs> Grubhub, Target, Visa gift card, yeah, all kinds of stuff. And you can select those right through the API. Wow.
0: Pretty powerful little system. Are we at the part of the show where we pivot this to how we could use this to better manage my personal life? <laughs> yes. And my failings as a gift giver. Yes. And th- I wrote
1: that down too. Like, there's so many ways you can do this. All right, Jason. So this is the businessy way to send a card. What do you got? Wh- where can you use this in your personal life?
0: Oh, I was literally just going to use the really hard right turn, left turn transition <laughs> of just like. <laughs> This is interesting and everything, Chad, but here's the thing. Okay, do that. Do that. Go ahead. So here's the thing. I'm a great person, but when it comes to gift giving, I'm not. Because they're all set up in the calendar, but by the time they tell you it's their birthday, it's too late. The gifting ship has sailed. So, when's your birthday, Chad?
1: Not telling you because I'm going to get a RoboCard.
0: <laughs> when Chad's birthday comes up and I get that notification on my calendar, it's already Chad's birthday. And at that point, it's easy enough to convince myself, well, I don't want to be the guy that got him that thing a week late, like he didn't even care. So instead, I'll be the guy that didn't even get him anything and doesn't care. Mm-hmm. But where I could see this being really useful is like, okay. Very basic version. Give me a reminder two, three weeks before. But then what if I start here? So here's like a small life change I've made recently that has made my gifting experience better is in my notion. I've got a page of gift ideas mm-hmm. by price range, by potential recipients, but this is the sort of thing that could absolutely be like a notion database or be an air table. Mm-hmm. So when I stumble upon something that I really enjoy, So, example, I stumbled into uh, Unnecessary Inventions the other day. Are you familiar with this? Does it have anything to do with your cable management under your desk? What's that supposed to mean? No, it doesn't have anything to do with that. Unnecessaryinventions.com. It's an Instagram guy that makes the most absurd things. Example, a belt that you wear around your waist that has clear plastic triangles with zippers on the top that perfectly fit a slice of pizza. You slide a piece of pizza into that clear plastic... Holder, you zip up the top, and it's like a bandolier with three or four of these triangles on it. I stumble into something like that, and I'm like, this is a great gift idea. Mm-hmm. You know me very well. I like pizza. There's other gold stuff on here, like a standing mouse. <laughs> <laughs> like Stuart Little? And it's like making fun of like your standing desk that's like a thing that props up your monitor. It's literally like a two-foot-tall thing that bridges your mouse to your hand. So your hand cradles it and it extends just straight down to your mouse. Same thing for the keyboard, supports every single key, but you can stand up and type from like two feet above your keyboard. Anyways, I stumble into stuff like this and I'm like, I gotta file this away next time we need to give a gift. Mm -hmm. So maybe my Airtable base actually becomes a gifting base. Absolutely. I combine the best of the like recurring reminder, I can store all of these recurrences here, but I can also store all my gifts here now, I get a notification that's like, Ryan's birthday's coming up. Do you want to buy Ryan a standing mouse? I tell you what, there's 100% better chance that I'm going to get him a gift if it's that easy for me than the way it is now. And then it could log that I just bought that mouse, so don't get him a standing mouse next year. I've totally done that.
1: Mm-hmm. Only present people in the room. Ra- oh, even better. It sends you the message and you can purchase all of these things through the API too. And it asks you, how much do you want to spend for Ryan? And you have the ranges all out. And you're like, "Eh, I don't like Ryan this year, so five bucks. And then all the gifts for five bucks pop up, and they get their Cheesecake Factory card, (laughs) and it's all logged. And you really don't have to think very much about it, but you look fantastic. Because it gets there a week before his birthday, and then you're not that person amongst a hundred other people wishing somebody a birthday. you're you're that one guy that remembered three weeks ahead of time. Nobody does that. Who sends the present early these days? Nobody does. Nobody does. We can send each other gifts. <laughs> we both know that there's
0: no love. <laughs> there's just automation.'s it's cold, heartless. Yeah, and then you accidentally change a view filter and you get fifty pizza bandoliers. You forget
1: to turn off test mode and everybody gets pizza belts. or yeah, or don't know. there's a
0: test mode, yeah. You said buy things through the API. How would you I don't believe you. How would you do that? I don't know.
1: Let's figure it out next episode. Okay. Let's see if we can buy stuff on Amazon
0: without needing any type of Amazon login. Like does Shopify have an API where you can connect to it and buy stuff through Shopify stores. I got to think they do.
1: Mhm. Oh, this is this, there's a version 2 of this episode. I can totally get behind.
0: Oh my gosh. How do we bring this home?
1: Okay, so you've got the gifts to your friends. It also includes people like your grandmother, your grandfather, uncle, yeah, the uncle you like that you don't want to send a bird pick to. Okay. And you've got extended family. They'll be surprised until they find out that it's all automated. <laughs> they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you've got, I don't know, people you've met on vacation three years ago. Hot tub pals, yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got your business partner's mom's birthday. Just all the people that need to go in that database. There's a lot of different ways you can use this outside of clients, but there is one catch. The
0: postmark. We haven't talked about the postmark yet. I'm still stuck on the fact that you send gifts to your business partner's mom, (laughs) but okay, the postmark. She's a wonderful woman.
1: (laughs) She's a wonderful woman. (laughs) So the postmark is from Phoenix. Oh, crap. So if you're a Canadian like me, they can mail to Canada, but it's coming from Phoenix.
0: Does that destroy the illusion? Could okay, so on Lob last week, you could put the return address in there. There isn't a way for them to like you can't define the return address.
1: Oh, no, the return address is all you. Oh, it says whatever you want, but you know, the USPS stamp that kind of says the city that it's being mailed from,
0: it's the robots that live in Arizona that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe if
1: we email a handwritten. And tell them about this problem that they've probably known about for their entire existence. They can acknowledge it's on the roadmap, but that's just a Canadian
0: problem, right? I suppose because Canada's the only other you know, country outside of the
1: U.S. that it works with. Yeah, and I mean, if you're—I don't know how many people are looking at the postmark when they get their envelope.
0: Honestly, I'm if I get mail, I'm just pissed. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not looking at where it came from. Like who the hell sent me this? We, we, we
1: didn't really take into consideration like waste. It's like, uh, I see. I see that this was sent, but the gift card a year later was never used.
0: Yeah. Well, and your client lives two blocks away, and so yeah. So there's pros and cons. Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes, uh, maybe. Sh- <laughs> I like. I tell you what, though. Like all of the same lazy gifting rules that have hamstrung my personal life apply to the business context too. Because that person that gets that message. They're not monitoring to see like, oh, is this their second anniversary with us? Or is this big date coming up? You know, birthdays are hard. Like making staff feel appreciated on birthdays, on staff anniversaries. There's a bunch of super useful ways to use that, I feel like. Yep.
1: Well, that about wraps it up. Do you think you'll use something like this with your pizza belts?
0: You know, before I fully thought through this gifting solution, I would have said no. But I feel like it might make me a better person. And with that? We're up. Well, that's what this is all about at the end of the day, right? Is becoming better people by becoming more robotic. Mm -hmm. You can't tell if this is still part of the show now or not yet, right?
1: No, that's right. (laughs)
0: That's the ending.
1: There we go. (laughs) It's
0: actually, you're like, huh? Does that make sense?